Rainy Rishalmi Payadaf Mem Gimel in the Ozada print. And two quick RS, one global and one specific, but also global. So the first R is that the Gemara does a classic thing on the top of them, Mem Gimel and Aleph. So basically the Gemara asks there's a stira, and it doesn't answer it. <laughs> so the Mepharshim all scramble, what do you do with this? And this is very common. It's very interesting because as a psychologist, my first thought is to psychoanalyze. But of course, that's not what we're doing. We're trying to understand how to think like the Torah. So basically, when I see a kasha, but I don't see a tarot, so there's a certain avoidance there. But then maybe the solution is that that's exactly why it's called makal noam, that they're just pleasant, that they don't want to be confrontational. But then you have a massive machlika. So there's a stira of, uh, which which actually is going to tie into my second aura. But basically, um, so if if the shikha um, or the pay got mixed in, so you owe the ani what is the normal amount that would normally fall. And we'll talk about that in a minute. And then there's actually a stira that there's two definitions of how much that is. So you have the Maraponim and the Sada Yeshua and the Grah, they all have different Pshatim as to well, what, so what is the Gemara's conclusion because the Gemara didn't actually answer the question. But the truth is that I actually wonder, I have this theory that oftentimes the Yerushalmi doesn't answer things. So it's probably because it presumes the answer is obvious, like either you shouldn't have that question or it, it's it's the Bavli's form of Teku. I'm not sure, but it's just very fascinating to watch. This happens more, much more frequently in the Bavli, uh, in, in the Yushami than in the Bavli. The Bavli actually sometimes answers these questions or doesn't even bring down these mamar. Anyway, let's move on to my second R, which is very interesting. So the Gemara basically talks about what is Shikha. And Shikha, we know, is that when you forgot something. But then what's forgetting? Because I had a mind to get it, but 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 then I just didn't end up getting it. So there's a Tosefta in Paragimel, Halacha uh, Chavbez, that basically says that unpicked fruits are called forgotten, and they're therefore they're shikha if the harvester turns away from the tree. But then we have Rechia over here that explains that that's not exactly what it means. That's only if they weren't within the reach of the harvester's hand. But if they were, then just because he turned away doesn't mean he didn't he forgot them. And I just want to make a global comment. First of all, even in the Gemara Shita about what that amount was, the normal amount to pay, right? We know is you know a very minimal amount to field, the normal amount to shikha. The Gemara gives a very very um, small number. So. You know, the, the amount of charity that was being given here was, was not that much. Again, um, there's an Indian of being mocked and, 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 you know, erring on the side of caution to, to give that extra money. But, but the Shekha don't think that it was a tremendous amount. However, I could see, and again, not to make fun, but I could see a brisker in their in their field clearing on every single thing. Is that Shekha? Is that Shekha? Because it is very complicated if you go through it. Exactly at what point is it considered Shekha? At what point is it considered just a normal thing that it's there? I had my mind on it. Shekha's care. Uh, Cree for for a bundle or shikhas, you know, of each individual fruit. But I want to just say one hour. There's a famous Sefer Hasidim, and the Sefer Hasidim, it's in Tzavah, I believe it's in the Sefer as well. He says um, a couple of things. He says that one is not allowed to polish his, uh, in his Tzavah for his children and grandchildren, he says that one should not polish their shoes on Friday. And another thing he says is that one should not, um, once you leave your house to go somewhere, you shouldn't go back, even if you forgot something. So there are people that are very mocked on all these things. We know the Kiyadua, the famous um, Shita of the Nod Behuda, that is only for his grandchildren, for his children and his family, and doesn't apply to anyone else, which actually makes a lot of sense for a lot of reasons. Uh, for one, the famous one about him saying not to name anyone uh, Shimon or Yehuda. Uh, Yehuda was his name, and it's Shmuel or Yehuda. Shmuel was his father's name, and if, if it applies to everyone, it's just not true. I mean, people name their kids that, but if it applies to his descendants, maybe he didn't want to have any pressure on them. Whatever it is, Rabbi Yaakov Kamenetsky's famous pshat. But anyway, suffice it to say, the um, Chida says this pshat, and Revuver Magalias brings it down as a whole theme explaining the Sefer Chassidim, that uh, what's this pshat that you're not supposed to um, 
shine your shoes on Shabbos. It's uh, on Friday. It's because Shabbos represents Olam Haba and Misha Tarach Be'er Shabbos Yochel Shabbos. So, so the pshat is that he, he he wanted to teach his children that they should always. The stifler I think says a similar part as well that they should always be thinking about Friday, which is. Uh, so to speak, the last day on earth before before a person goes to, to the Olam Emes, which is Shabbos, Yom Shekulo Shabbos, and Menucha. So he wanted to embed in them this idea that don't wait till the last minute to shine your shoes for the Shabbos. Prepare ahead of time, which is a, which is a brilliant thing to, to have that in, you know, in your family legacy. And the second thing about not going back when you forgot something is the same thing, that once you leave your house, it's, it represents Olam Haza, that if a person leaves, there's no coming back. I know there's something, Gogulam, etc. Lachor, the, the Sefer Hasidim actually holds that as well. But still, our job is to be the best people that we can be in this world uh, while we're here. Arbelo uh, Shivenu, we don't get four choices, four four chances. So he wanted to instill in them that you left the house. Okay, that's it. It's too late. You should understand that that musag in life that it's too late, which is a brilliant thing. So I, I wanted to suggest that maybe Shekha has something to do with this as well. That when you're going through your field and then all of a sudden you forgot something. So you're kind of disappointed at yourself. It puts your life in perspective. It makes you recognize that I'm not here for, for Olam Haza. I'm not here for the physical part. I recognize, okay, give it to an Ani. There's no going back. That's the, the, the Musag of Shikha, um is this idea. And and I mentioned this earlier, a beautiful Tosefta, that literally um, the Tosefta says there's no other mitzvah that, that you get a mitzvah when you forget something. We talked about whether that's true or not, but uh, some kashas on that, but other things. But anyway, the Tosefta says it's an, he, he, that someone brought a carbon because they, they forgot Chicha. They said, Hashem rewards me with his beautiful mitzvah do Raisa because I forgot something. That's a tremendous thing. Zachar al-Tishkach is, is, you know, the Torah is usually mindfulness and being and being there. But here, someone, someone forgets, the Torah turned into a mitzvah, which is a beautiful thing. But here, there's another element that when someone forgets, that Hashem says, I want you to take a lesson out of it and recognize that you can't go back and fix it. Just like in Olam Haza, let's use our time wisely and let's let's make sure that we fulfill our, our purpose. Thank you for joining and have a great day.